Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Emily Calandrelli, the Space Gal, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix. I'm in the building, people. We are in the building. We are in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned in for Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. Today we're talking about marriage and betrayal. So many people have encountered it one way or another. Now, we're not talking about the darkest and the deepest, but we are talking about significance. Jeremy, how would you feel if you were this woman? A man and a woman married, a great relationship full of love and trust. They decide to share their candy based on their favorites. But after 13 years, it all comes crashing down when she finds out the lime gummy bear she's been avoiding and giving to him are in fact strawberry. Jeremy, how would you feel? First of all, this is hilarious. The thing is, you may think, well, how could you mix up strawberry and lime? Because the gummy bears were green. She saw green and assumed that they were lime. And And he... And for 13 years, this man knew that, in fact, they were strawberry, one of the colors that she actually liked, that he would set aside for her and never told her. Brandon, this ain't nothing but straight up hilarious from the outside looking in hilarious if i'm if i'm a part of this look don't mess with my food if we got structure if we have balance that lies agreement an agreement that cuts deep now i'm not trying to say that this parlays in any other parts of their relationship i'm just saying on that level on the food level on the funny not not so important level she would never be trusted again never we've already discussed on this show 
what happens if you're watching a TV show and you are watching it, you're binging it with your significant other, and for some reason you watch an episode without them. That's betrayal. And in my opinion, if you did it on purpose, it's darn near unforgivable. Okay? I'm telling you. When I, read, when I heard this, this was so hilarious because she looked on the back of the package after 13 years and it's like, and she realized the color was that the green were strawberry. And she's like, did you know this? How long have you known? And he said, since we were dating. <laughs> you told the truth. My point with that is the TV show is bad. This to me is not quite as egregious, but Jeremy, it's hard to come back. And then if you add, if there's been any trust issues in the past, now you're dealing with a whole nother monster when it comes to this relationship. I'm telling you, man, don't mess with my food. And, and something like this, this is deep. This would be so deep. There's no getting over it. Every place we went, I would tell the story and I would, <laughs> I would hold it over her forever. And that's what he said at the end. That was so hilarious. He's, she's like, now when she gets to Starburst, she doesn't even give me my favorite colors. She doesn't even like them, but she eats them out of spite. That's right. And I would do the same thing. And to be honest with you, Every argument we had, every disagreement, this would get brought up. Every deal breaker, every tie breaker, I would be using this to get my way. This would not go away for a long, long time. That's right. No forgiveness. No forgiveness. You don't come back from this. No, but for real, what do you do to make up for it? How do you how do you make up for 13 years of betrayal, Jeremy? No, there's no way. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you could do. Cold but I'm bust. saying, like, you're not getting divorced over this, obviously, right? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. There's literally no way of fixing this. But you're not getting divorced over this. No, you're not. No, absolutely not. When you not. say there's no way of fixing it, what do you mean? Like, where are we? Are you serious? No, I'm I'm just saying, like, when it comes to food stuff, I would just hold it over her and laugh. I mean, it's more of a laughing thing, you know, funny joke. But on a little bit of a scale, I, you know, like I said, I would hold it over her. <laughs> like, I can't believe you. The Noive. Well, that's what we got for the Raspy Voice Kids on Pop Culture. How do you feel about that kind of betrayal, that kind of dishonesty, lightweight? It's almost like a misdemeanor, but not quite a felony, but still significant. How do you feel? How do you deal? Let the RVK know. Get at your boys. Raspy Voice! Guys, our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today.
season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages, going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's that time of week again. Five questions. Jeremy Nicholas Phoenix, that's who I am. I'm in the building, in the booth. I'm here with my brother, Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pitt. We gonna get these five questions. We gonna give you five answers. Let's get it rolling. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on it with Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. The back-to-back losses of Kansas and Baylor have you feeling blank. Not surprised. I wish I could come up with a better, more succinct answer, but the truth is not surprised. Kansas was favored. Baylor, even without their best players, was, was favored. We are not that good this year. These losses are showing who we are. We're not terrible, but we're not very good. Uh, the back-to-back losses actually had me feeling encouraged. I saw some things in the game that showed me that as a team, we're growing. Yes, we got blown out in the second half of it against Kansas. Yes, we ended up losing in the end to Baylor. But I saw some things from certain players um, that actually had me feeling more encouraged, like we can make this tournament. Uh, NCAA tournament, we can go 500 in conference. There's some good some good things that I took away from these games, even though ultimately they're two losses. And uh, we'll get to that when we go we go in later. Number two, the Big 12 splitting into two divisions starting in 2023 is blank. Predictable, very predictable. We saw this coming. It makes sense for the time being, but it's not my favorite. I wish they'd come up with a different solution. I like playing each team in conference. I know that's not possible with the addition of the teams once we get in there, you know, 2023, but it's predictable. It's very vanilla, very run-of-the-mill. Yeah, it's expected. Once you expand so far and have so many teams, you got to split. That's the bottom line. You got to split. You can't play every team every year when you have 14 teams in a conference. So to split... Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it, it had to come. This, this is what happens. And to be honest, if we're being truthful, I kind of like it. I hope we get a dope name on our division. Number three, the new trust fund money for the NIL at West Virginia means blank. Life. This is life when it comes to Division One sports, when it comes to FBS football, when it comes to Power 5 sports. This is life. This is the blood that will feed the brain and the heart and the soul of WVU sports for decades to come. It's not going away. It's not going to change. Having this trust means life. For me, it means the athletic director and everybody involved is doing their job. I think it's big time. I think it's really big for this to happen. I know other schools have it. I know other schools who, who are, are, are fueling it. 
but I feel like we're early on in the process and I'm glad to see that we did something because the whole time I'm wondering how are we going to compete with this NIL money? Now this new trust comes out um, to set, set up to, uh, to, to pour in to the NIL money for, for kids. This is huge. This is necessary. And I'm glad it happened sooner than later. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys loss is on blank. Mike McCarthy, 100% in my opinion. The man has been plagued his entire career with poor game management, poor clock management skills. He did it all year to the Cowboys, and it finally bit them when it mattered the most in the playoffs. Calling a draw or allowing Kellen Moore to call a draw and allowing Dak Prescott to execute a draw in a situation where you only have 14 seconds on the clock, terrible, terrible game and clock management. (gasps) To come out afterwards and say that it was the right decision Terrible, terrible, terrible. Tells me you don't get it. Major problem, major issue. It's all on Mike McCarthy. All fingers point to Mike McCarthy. Before the game, everybody was saying, Dallas has a little better team. Shanahan's a way better coach. That's why some people were picking San Francisco to win. I didn't know. And what I saw play out was exactly what they said. Shanahan, the coach of the San Francisco 49ers, had a better game plan. His team was more disciplined. Just a way better coach team. Being a team that I thought had superior talent to them, I thought Mike McCarthy got purely and ridiculously outcoached. And uh, he needs to go. Bottom line, he needs to go. Number five. The emergence of Malik Curry on the WVU basketball team will have blank impact. Significance. It means we can be significant in the Big 12. It means we have a significant chance of going to the NCAA tournament and making some noise. It means once Taz Sherman recovers, this offense will have a third score to go with Sean McNeil and Taz Sherman. This is significant for the Mountaineer basketball team. Yes, it means that we have a chance. Without a third score, without him and Bridges stepping up, we had no chance. We had no chance of really doing anything or making a big, big impact. With the third score showing up, and the reason why I know it's only been two games, but the two games were against Kansas and Baylor, and we'll get into this later, but him having 23 points, him having 19 uh, points against these top five programs who have all kinds of athleticism, to see him to be able to do that, um, if it continues on, and for me, there's no reason why it shouldn't, because you just did that against top-level competition. Man, man, it means a lot, and it means that we have a chance to make an impact. There you have it. Five questions, five answers. Me and B-Fiend, hold it down for the RVK. Get ready, because we going in next. Rap me, boys! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel. T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, More than 100 schools available and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to home field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. 
cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And that is where we are in collegiate sports. The NIL is here to stay and is going nowhere. That's the reason why the announcement of the trust with all these big names that are going to be for West Virginia players in that NIL. Um, you have Jerry West, you got Pat McAfee, you got Mike Ganzi, uh, Deshaun Butler, Pat White, um, and all kinds of people that I'm sure that I'm forgetting that are Oliver uh, Luck, Ken Kendrick. The, those are the guys who have the real money. Yeah, I was just, I was just spitting out names, the names I remembered, developing this trust for the West Virginia NIL. Brandon, how huge is this, and is this necessary? It's absolutely necessary. Texas A&M did it, and they had the number one class. Texas A&M is tied for first for revenue, I believe, in college athletics. Uh, Texas has one. They're paying their offensive linemen $50,000 each based on their coalition that they've set up. You better believe that Alabama and Ohio State have coordinated efforts for this. NIL cannot just be Toothman Ford. Shout to Toothman Ford out there doing their thing. They are not a sponsor. We are not affiliated. But they're doing their thing to support athletes so far. Um, but that's not going to be enough to land big-time recruits and to sustain it. Further than that, this NIL stuff is bigger than just football and basketball. It matters the most in football and basketball, but it's going to be impacting kids in gymnastics. Like You think about a girl like Erica Fontaine, huge following on social media, a, a good gymnast for WVU, her and Chloe, Chloe uh, Kutchy. Kutchy, they could have had major NIL deals just based on their social media footprint alone. But there are, rule, there are rules to navigate. Um, there, are, there are very important legal things that need to be done and protected against. And they would have needed something like this to help them navigate that. Or, you know, an agent of some sort that would have been verified for them to be able to do that, to, to, to really cash in. I think of Kaiser Gondrzek, same sort of thing. Gigantic. Uh, gigantic following on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram because, let's face it, she's beautiful, but she's also a baller for WVU women's basketball. Shania Ray, another one. You, you notice I'm listing mostly women. A lot of this is going to have to do with social media impact. The football players and basketball players, that's a whole different ball game. But when it comes to the non-revenue-generating sports, the Olympic sports, it's going to be social media that's going to have the biggest impact. And you're going to see a lot of women who are going to cash in on this. So this is going to be a big deal for WVU that we have a coordinated effort with some of the most powerful and most and, and the wealthiest of all Mountaineer fans, all Mountaineer alumni, all Mountaineer everything. Yep. This is good old-fashioned the haves and the haves not have-nots. And I don't think it's going to change. The teams that are perennially up top are still going to stay there because their money is going to be more. But we are not going to be in the have-nots. We're going to be right about where we normally uh, reside, maybe uh, middle class as West, at West Virginia, but at least we've established something. Now, I know a lot of people could be looking and thinking, oh, man, this is ridiculous, this money, I'm tired of it. You know what I have to say to you? Who cares? Who asked you? This is where, this is, this is where we're at. I'm not saying I make the decisions. I don't make the decisions either. Bottom line is this is where we're at. This is what's going on. This is not stopping. This is not changing. So I know it's irritating. I know people think, oh, it's becoming too much like professionals. Why do we have to pay them? Say whatever you want to. Who cares? Who asked you? This is the world we live in. So be thankful that our program has been proactive, um, maybe a little reactive, but more proactive than some programs 
that now we have something so that we are part of the haves instead of part of the have nots. And if you love West Virginia, this is beautiful. And this is not beautiful, but it's necessary. If we're going to compete, if they're going to keep putting, you know, a, a good uh, uh, program product. out there. Yeah, product and, and program out there in all sports. This is absolutely 100% necessary. Like it or not, it's here. Yep. Also, what was here was a loss to Baylor and a loss to Kansas. Brandon, did you learn anything from these wins? Or, I mean, excuse me, did you learn anything from these losses? See any players that caught your eye? Something you didn't understand? I'm going with Taz Sherman, his lack of domination, his lack of ability to step up when we really needed him to do it the most. Um, and I'm going to say I'm not hating on Taz. I'm going to trust his mama, Latrice Scott Albert, and I'm going to trust Bobby Huggins when they say that he's not 100%, that COVID kicked his butt and he's not returned to form. So for everybody who's like, oh, COVID doesn't matter. Okay, you're right. COVID may not have killed him, obviously. COVID didn't hospitalize him, obviously. But it's definitely put him in a position where he's not 100% at the moment. And you can tell he doesn't have everything that he used to have in the tank. That hopefully won't last very much longer. And when he gets his second win, this will be a different team. We only lost by nine to Baylor. Now, granted, that was at home, and that was without two of their best players, Akinjo and the other dude, the freshman. Um, but I think Taz Sherman not being 100% is rearing its head because we can't win without Taz, as we saw against Texas. I hear what you're saying. I don't know if I believe it. This is the reason why I never got uh, super high on Taz early in the year because he was scoring all kinds of buckets on these teams that didn't matter. We were going to beat him either way. And the two games that we needed him the most, dude, I think, believe he went 6 of 26. I know he had 18 against Kansas. He really only had 15. He hit a three that didn't matter at the end of the game after the game was absolutely over. Um, and our two best games, that's the thing. I love that Taz is out of a conscious out, and we need him to chuck up shots. But he's not extremely, you know, out of this world talented. So when you have these guards at Baylor and Kansas who are athletic freaks, who are zeroing in on him, I think you're going to have more 14-point games than you're going to have 25-point games. Um, And I say that because, like I said, he went off against everybody else and then the two close games, I understand you said he was sick. I know you said something about COVID, but we'll see. We'll see if that, in fact, was the problem because in our two biggest games back-to-back in conference against Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, excuse me, Baylor, Six of 26. You know, the bigger problem is we're shooting something like 35% at the rim. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was definitely going to bring that up. Basically, layups. We're shooting 35% at the rim. Our big man can't score. Our, our guards can't finish. We get plays that should be and ones, and they don't end up and ones. We end up at the free throw line. And even though we've done much, much better at the free throw line, so that's a, a big praise to give to the team, you got to finish those shots, those bunnies, as they call them, those those easy shots, those gimmies. You got to make them. Why does you got to make them, Brandon? How does this happen to us every year? I, I feel like we're saying the same thing. Oh man, we get we, we get rebound after rebound and miss shot after miss shot right underneath the basket. Every I, honestly, like watch this game. I, I don't. It just feels like we're throwing the ball at the rim. You know. I yeah, and I think that the law in large part is we don't spend enough time on it in on in practice. Because if we did, it wouldn't happen. And the reason I know that is we we were terrible with free throws. Bobby Huggins and crew focused completely on free throws. We come out, and now we're a competent free throw shooting team. It's what you spend your time on. And I've said for years, Huggins and crew beat the offense out of players. And I think that sometimes that's what happens. We don't spend enough time 
on offense. Now, I will say, Huggins says when he hears the ball bouncing in the mornings, when he gets to the gym, it's not current players. It's the former players there. It's not the current players. But my question then is, why can't Bobby Huggins get through to these kids that they need to be there? I can see if it was one or two players who aren't showing up early and staying late. But if nobody shows up early and nobody stays late, almost whose fault every, is that? Almost every year. Almost every year. Whose fault a, is that? Yeah, we, we have a few outliners, but for, all, for the most part, it just, it just feels like the same problems rear their head every year with our team. I feel like early on last year, we were saying the same thing. Well, if Sheway and Culver could just make some of these putbacks, they can't hit a shot from right inside. You know what I mean? Some of these putbacks. And we're saying the same thing this year. It just goes over and over again. What I will say is I'm, I wasn't high on Jalen Bridges. Like, I know he had talent, but he wasn't showing up. And in the box score, he scored, you know, 12 or so points the last couple games against this big-time competition. But what I liked is his shot attempts were higher. But more importantly, there's a reason. the reason why he's missing those bunnies is because he's being more aggressive to get down there, to get those rebounds. I feel like he's getting a little bit of teeth. Like, that's where I'm encouraged. I see him going after it, being a little bit of Gabos boy in down there, tapping balls, uh, ripping at it, getting down there and getting gritty and grimy. Um, there's not a whole lot of jump shots that he's taken. I mean, he takes a few threes. Most of these shots that he has are around the bucket because I feel like he's starting to play a little bit stronger. Yeah, I agree. And... I do like to see that out of him, but I still feel like the general sense I get out of him and Isaiah Cottrell is that they're just too soft, and there's not anything that's going to change that. I wish I, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be proven wrong, but I just think they're soft. Yeah, I feel like Bridges is is, is been elevating his game. Isaiah is still soft, but I feel like Bridges has come out of that the last, especially the last two games in there fighting. Another person who's kind of turned a quarter, Malik Curry averaged 16 points last year at a group of five team. It seems like he's really kind of getting used to this power five, big 12 uh, lineup because he's starting to be more aggressive. And the reason why he's so huge is not because he can score, just because he can score, but he can create shots. There's very few players on the entire uh, 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 the entire West Virginia team who can create their own shot. He is one of them. Taz is another one. After that, who else you going with? And yeah. that's and that's why it's important. Now I'm watching him. The last two games, he had 23 against Kansas. He had 19 against Baylor, and he's taking those shots. And it looks like he's catching his rhythm. What I saw early in the year was his confidence bringing up the ball. He just had confidence, like he wasn't worried about it. He wasn't overthinking. Now he's starting to settle in and getting to know his role. If he can step up, if Bridges can continue to step up, we have a chance of of making this tournament and and putting some pressure on the teams that we play. Without them, even if we made the tournament, it'll be it'll be a quick exit. Which I think is going to be a quick ex- exit, no matter what. Yeah, I, I was just cross my fingers and hope that to somehow we catch fire at the right time. I say it every year. We got to be due. I say that every time, right before every tournament. Look, we've we've had three, four, five cold games. At some point, we got to be due. The one thing, (laughs) the one thing, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin said. He said this a couple weeks ago that I liked. He said, "There's a lot of negativity that's associated with growth and development." And I thought about that, and it's true. Like when you see a team struggling, um, there's negativity. 
But the difference is when there's actually growth and development, that makes all the difference. Yeah, I when agree. I, so when I watch uh, West Virginia against Kansas and West Virginia against Baylor, I, I actually do see some growth and development. Like I said, I see Malik Curry coming along. I see Bridges coming along. Um, That kind of stuff is encouraging to me. That kind of stuff makes me say, hey, because like I said, I, we, we all know this. Taz didn't have his best. What if Taz was on? If Taz was on, we have a chance to win both those games. He happened to be off, and we were still able to fight and make it a very close game against Baylor. So I can take an L. I can take a loss as long as I see growth and development. And that's what I was, That's what we've all been saying about the football team. It's not the losses. It's the losses, and we look the exact same. Nothing's being changed. Nothing's being upgraded. I don't see growth and development. I see the same problems that we've been seeing the past two and a half, three years. But in this specific case, against Kansas and Baylor, I'm seeing growth. That I, I guess I leave there feeling better. What happens when we play teams who aren't that athletic? I feel like our guys will be ready to go. I just know that there's no, there won't be any nights off in the Big 12. Everybody competes. Everybody, including Iowa State, who's picked to finish last, unanimously competes. And there are going to be no easy outs. So no matter what, we're going to have to continue with the grit and the determination that we've shown so far. Absolutely. And as you know, in the Big 12 and every other conference, you play every single team in your conference two times. But that is fin to change in football. We were one of the only conferences that actually played every single team in our conference because of the number. Now that we're adding UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati. And Houston. And Houston. I was trying to remember the last one. And Houston. CBS Sports reports, and I'm sure you may have heard it elsewhere by now, that it, that we're headed towards the Big 12 splitting into two divisions starting in 2023, two seven-team divisions. What do you think about that, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I think it's predictable. I don't like that we don't play everybody, and I know that's not possible, so I'm not going to harp on that. Um, it's important that we're in the same division, obviously, as UCF and Cincinnati. Um, and who cares about Texas and Oklahoma? They should get the short end of the stick no matter what period, point blank, they're leaving. Who cares about what they think or how they feel? Um, but, you know, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. How many teams do we have right now? There are 10 teams in the Big 12. There will be 14 in 2023. And that's if Texas and Oklahoma are still there, right? Yeah, and there's no sign they're going to get out early. It looks like they're stuck. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know why I just registered like two seventeen conferences. Oh, so they're preparing for both of them to be there. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited about every year in college football, but that's a big deal. I just hope that we get a nice name. I hope we get a dope name for our division. I don't, you know, what, what the big 10 try to do leaders and legends, leaders and legends. Yeah. Yeah. Whack. ACC is coastal and what? I don't know. Coastal and what is it? The ACC Coastal and the ACC. I can't even remember right now. No, I got to look it up now. I can't just let this go. ACC is ACC Coastal. And I got no clue. I can't. Uh, Atlantic and the Coastal. Okay. I almost said Atlantic, but I was like, ah. Okay, so ACC has the two divisions, Atlantic and Coastal. What are they going to call us? East Coast wait, wait, Swing? Wait. Yeah, Atlantic and Coastal, that's right. What are they going to call us, the East Coast Swing? I don't know, but they better come up with a good name because I don't need a, a they, cheesy they division. They won't. 
you know, Brandon, it's going to be so generic. Well, I mean, what really ties any of it together? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm kind of excited to hear the name that they come up with. It's kind of like the Washington football team. February 2nd, they are announcing the Washington football team's new name, new logo. I wish I would leave it just Washington football team. Yeah, no, I'm kind of excited. I want to see what they come with. What about this yeah. Mountaineer? Oh, I'll say, what about this Mountaineer Snake, Brandon? Oh, no, that was a good point. The Mountaineer Snake brought up. He he said Bobby Huggins fumbled the bag. Last year was the year, talent-wise, one of the best teams, if not the best team Bobby Huggins has had in Morgantown. I don't think it's better than 2010, but you had a Deuce McBride, a second-round draft pick, Derek Culver, first-team All-Big 12, Oscar Shibway, who's going to win the Naismith Award this year, probably, and will be a first, will be a unanimous All-American, to go with Tash Sherman, Sean McNeil, Jalen Bridges, and he got Gabe Osaboyan. Gabe Osaboyan, and we did nothing with it. We lost to Syracuse in the second round. And people are, I mean, Mountaineer Snake, which is funny that we're even quoting somebody's account named Mountaineer Snake on our show, basically said, that's on Huggins. And I've heard people say the Sheebway thing is a little bit of both. I think Sheebway got some bad information, some bad advice. And uh, didn't did he? Uh, hold up. Got the, don't look too bad of advice right here. Are you serious? Well, I mean, I think people told him stuff like Bobby Huggins is trying to ruin his life, and I don't think that's true. Okay, maybe he heard some stuff that wasn't true, but right now his decision looks very good as I see him every night on SportsCenter. Yeah, but he could have done that in Morgantown. Brandon, but you know, you know doing it in Kentucky is different. Yeah, I just – all I'm saying is put that on both of those guys. Derek Culver got bad advice and left early when he should not have because he wasn't going to get drafted had you know, and didn't get drafted. Um, Deuce did the right thing for Deuce, and that was a wise decision in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, so it's just curious. I, 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 think, I think they make a good point. Last year's team had a lot more potential than, than what we gave it credit for. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, I don't know, maybe they just needed more time together, I'm not sure. But you look back at the team that was on the court and you think, we had all that and we didn't go farther. Like, that. that is, I feel like, should have been able to, to contend. Now, Taz hadn't developed into what he is now because out of necessity, he's been really given the reins. I was going to say, he wouldn't have had to have been that, though. Yeah, 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 but I, I, I guess... So, like, uh, Jalen Bridges scores 22 when Taz is out because he stepped up and he knew mentally, I got to score. If we got any chance against Texas, I got to score. But, um, yeah, no, we, we I just feel like we had to, we had the potential to have a better season, a better ending to our season with all those players on the court. And so when he says it, I, I, I took a second to pause and actually think about it, really fumbled the bag. But the truth is, you can't look back, you can only, only go forward. Yeah, no rearview mirror. Amen. And speaking of no going back, the NFL has progressed on to the divisional rounds of the playoffs. And uh, a couple things happen. Say Mike McCarthy needs fired. The Cowboys lose, which was, I'm not saying shocking, but surprising to some people. Um, Arizona gets housed by the Rams. And it sets up all kinds of showdowns. For this weekend, Brandon, is there, is there one game in particular that you're most excited to see? Chiefs, Bills, son. 
And not just because I lean towards the Chiefs. I won't say I root for them, but I lean towards them. Chiefs-Bills, to me, is the one that everybody's going to be looking for. The Chiefs have been the team in the AFC. Two years in a row, they won the AFC Championship. And the Bills are coming for what they believe is theirs. And they're coming with a vengeance. They're coming with a hunger. Josh Allen looks impeccable. That defense looks ferocious. This game's going to be great, I believe. Absolutely should be great. Another one that I think is going to be absolutely great is the Rams... Tampa Bay. Sean McVay is under a lot of pressure. Matthew Stafford under a lot of pressure. This is your team. This is, the, I mean, you've got all kinds of players. OBJ's in the mix. You go get the linebacker from Denver. You got, uh, oh, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Von Miller. Von Miller. Um, Ramsey in the back. You got uh, Aaron Donald on the defensive line. You have got weapons all across this team. Matthew Stafford, when you were with uh, Detroit, it was always you didn't have a team around you. Now you have the team and the coach. Coach, now you have your quarterback. You praised him off offseason. It's go time. You look great whipping uh, the Eagles in the first round. Now you're playing the defending Super Bowl champs. Brandon, I think this is going to be a great game. I still expect Tampa Bay to win it. I do not believe in Matthew Stafford. I do believe he's prone to make that one mistake and have everything, the house of cards come crashing down. But I do think it's going to be a worthy watch. Yeah, I can't deny it, but I'm with you. I don't believe Matthew Stafford, so we'll see what happens. I do think Tampa Bay's got a lot of injuries. It's going to be hard to overcome. We'll see what they actually have. Playoff Lenny shows back up. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they got. That's all I got, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, but no, that's it. All right. Hey, that's how that's all we got. Another week with the RVK. Let's get ready for them Texas Tech Red Raiders. Let's get after them. Sports Social Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.